The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. I'm back on the show. Can I go show? Yeah. Co-hosting with me, Chris. Are you there? I'm here. Yeah, well, you know, another show, another time, another dime, they say. Yeah, they do. Well, of course, we waited on the guests, but waiting on the guests, we'll talk a little bit about uh, NFL. Um, I noticed, you know, uh, ORG3 signed with Cleveland. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And also, we'll talk about Joe Broncos trying to um, sign uh, Kaffinauer and trying to, you know, he's trying to take down a little bit of that money. Should he, um, Okay. Well, I guess we're gone, Chris. We got a guest, former NBA player, Reggie Slade. Is that Reg? I'm feeling the love. What's going on, man? I'm feeling the love. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, hey, Reg? Hey, Chris. What's going on? Oh, hey. We're we're here. We're glad you're here. All right, man. The pleasure's all mine. The pleasure's all mine. Uh, I'm glad you are, Reg. Always a pleasure to have you on. You make my day when I hear your voice. And that's because I'm paying you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, Reg, I, I, listen, we will get on start. I had text you, and uh, so tell me I'm going to get into a little bit of that um, championship um, college basketball game. What did you think of it? It was a great game at the end. I've seen it, and, you know, a lot of people expect North Carolina, you know, but what did you see, you know, how Villanova was able to pull that out? Because North Carolina is a bigger guy, you know, rebounding and all that. What was your um, thoughts of the game? Wow. All I have to say is even people that are avid or low-interested uh, uh, people that watch sports or collegiate sports were wowed by that game. That was a game, man, that had everybody on the edge of their seats, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was well worth the price of admission, you know. It was, it was, it was darned exciting. I think that was probably one of the most exciting collegiate uh, you know, uh, uh, championship games that I've ever seen. So, Re- Reggie, question. First question I have for you. So, did you even fill out a bracket this year? <laughs> uh, this year, I did not. Had I filled out a bracket, I'm sure that I would have uh, been angry uh, because there were so many upsets and so many surprises this year. Um, that, uh, you know, I would have been amongst the many and, and being pretty upset right off the bat. <laughs> okay, well, so my next question is, who would you have chosen to win? Or, or who, who would you have chosen to be in the final two? 
I, I, I didn't put much thought into it, so I can't answer that question. I have to sit and ask you to think about that. Of course, right now, I can say, uh, of course, I would have the Villanova and uh, North Carolina. You got tough from the East, and you got tradition from North Carolina. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you know? okay, okay. You, you can say that now. <laughs> In hindsight, Tuesday, Tuesday night quarterback, right? <laughs> right, right. So, so based on that, then, was was... Would, would would have Villanova even been on your radar to even? I mean, they they were a number two seed, but I mean, they they had to face Kansas. They had to face Oklahoma. I mean, would they have even been on your radar? It's unlikely that they would have been on my radar. I will not lie to you. Yeah, but I tell you yeah. what, you know, this 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 was a slugfest this year, and you know the saying, you know, tough times don't last, but tough people do. And these guys, it was tough. Gosh, I mean, they came, and I think, if I remember correctly, at the end of the first half, they were up, which I think surprised a lot of people. And even with that incredible surge that North Carolina had and that ridiculously incredible three-pointer that that kid from North Carolina hit to, uh, uh, you know, the last seconds, even 4.7 seconds on the clock, I mean, it was easy to see, wow. I mean, I, I bet every person in that stadium and on TV had their mouth open. They were just yeah, awed that, by that, what was happening. I think that was a double clutch or something like that for a three-pointer to make it. I know. I <laughs> know. It's like, wow, incredible. and he made it. Absolutely. It was incredible. So. Red, you uh-huh. see how every championship game or games that ends like that is always a, 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 well, we could say, young man that comes out of nowhere and wins the game. You know, look at who was that the one that the guy tipped the ball in and all like that. Uh, right, man. right, right. Well, do you ever notice that a guy that's not the star? Oh, player, oh yeah. Always... I mean, you got you got to have that unsung hero. You know, you got to have that guy that's that he might not score all the points all the time, but he's the guy that's the heart and soul of the team. And you know, I don't know Chris Jenkins' stat line, but that's the kid that hit the last second shot, uh, that buzzer beater for Villanova. But man, I tell you what, in, in that part of the country. And maybe all over the country, this dude's going to be, you know, known by that for a very long time. A very long time. My point with that was that you see in the pros or you see, like, uh, remember when Jordan played North Carolina? That person uh-huh. don't want to take that last shot. And he, he went right up there. He didn't mind taking it. You know, that's the person that you want. And you see to succeed in the NBA, isn't it, Red? Uh, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he was he was calling for it. You know, he was he was he he felt it. You know, but then again, I mean, if you look at Villanova, apparently they you know I'd looked this up. Their statistic was they connected on fifty eight point two percent of their field goal attempts. You know, during the tournament, wow. you know, that's the best field goal percentage in any NCAA tournament in fifty years. I was you know, about to say, where was the defense for North Carolina? Well, see, that, that's the question I have for you, though. You know, Reg, is <laughs> when a team is shooting that good, how can a team defend against it? Man, or lack of deep. I don't know, man. Maybe these guys, I don't know. You know, but, you know, the best players rise up to the moment. Those guys, man, all the bright lights, the TV, the attention, they rose up to the moment, and, and they they shine. I mean, each one of them. I, I, don't, I don't have an explanation for it, because I'm sure uh, North Carolina had a, 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 a very uh, a, a tactical and specific game plan heading into it, 
And if you saw the North Carolina coach after the game, I mean, this fellow was in tears. I mean, he poured everything he had into it. And, yeah, you know, that, that's, that's I'm sure he poured point. everything into his players. So it was a tough loss. So, man, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just a man. It's just a, it was just a, just a fight. You know, that's just a fight. Good old fashioned ball. Did you see? Uh, I don't know. Did you see that when they showed Michael Jordan in the stands? Right, right, right. I mean, right. Mike, Mike made the appearance. He wanted to, you know, uh, show his support. So yeah, I saw that. Mike was there. It's it yeah. amazing that the pressure. I mean, for these college kids to be in that type of game, have all these people in the stands watching all like that, and. And to play a game like that, Reg, what do you think they were just going through? You know, you think it was Man, but, with them? But that isn't that isn't that what we all dream of when we're little kids? Isn't that yeah, the reason yeah. when even when mom tells us to take out the trash, we throw that last piece of trash in the, in, 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 in the can by doing a three, two, one, and that type of thing? I mean, we we uh, consciously or unconsciously talked about this our entire lives. So when when guys are fortunate enough to be in a position to play in front of the lights, wow, that's just, it's just so surreal. It's a dream come true. You know, very few people make it that far. True, true. So it's a dream come true, man. It's got to, you know, it's a wow. It's a wow. So, so talking about that, um, Basically, Villanova, Villanova's title helped keep, helped keep hope alive for underdogs. You know, do you believe that statement? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You can take away a lot of things to peop- from people, and regardless if you're in sport or or a high school student or a average Joe worker, you can take away a lot of things, material things specifically. But the moment you take hope away, a hope for a better tomorrow, a hope for a better outcome. That destroys your whole outcome on life. And, 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 and conversely, if you have hope, that keeps you going. Even, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a situation of the body and the mind. When, even when the body wants to give out, if your mind still has hope, it'll, it'll, it'll force your body to keep going that one extra day. Do that one extra push-up. Do that one extra sprint. And with that hope that the, that team uh, Villanova had, I mean, they, 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 even though they were outsized, as, as uh, uh, Love said earlier, they were able to push through and come out with a win. Very unusual. Yep. Hey, Rez, about you saying that, um, can you kind of get into a little bit more of, um, kind of, I forgot what I was going to say. You hear me? I'll go with that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. Go ahead, Chris. I forgot what I was going to say now. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit more about some of the, the other teams now. that were in there. And, and, and something I've, I've asked before, but let me ask you. The ACC had six teams in the Sweet 16. So that's six of the 16 teams that from all came from the ACC. Wow. So it was wow. Duke, Virginia, North Carolina, Syracuse, Notre Dame, and Miami. Do you think ACC was dominant this year? Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Uh, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, you know, a lot of guys talk the talk, but how many guys walk the walk? And when you got six out of sixteen teams uh, uh, from your conference in the in the Sweet Sixteen, that that's you. That's a huge recruiting tool. So what's going to happen with that? Uh, you're gonna, you know, guys are going to use that as a recruiting tool when they go out there and get the next blue chippers out there, and they're going to continue that. 
You know, they're going to continue that tradition as long as they stay hungry. I know what I was going to say now. You you made me think of it now. Yes, kind of talk about a little bit. Like, um, I noticed everybody that did a bracket, they had the Michigan State, you know, the number one and number two, (laughs) you know, to win it. And even President Obama here, you know. Tell us how a two seed could come in and be the one or something like that. And it's kind of like what you were kind of talking about when you was playing and they thought you was little and over, you know, Oh yeah, size and like mean, that. Do these do these teams like the number one or two coming in thinking they better than a ten ranked team? Well, I think sometimes, especially early on, when you're the number one ranked going against the number two ten, you're 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 you know you have to go out there and work hard, but your focus sometimes and mistakenly is focused on the next game after that. And if you're not you know watching where you're going, man, it's just like uh, you know. If you're walking down the street and you're you're focused on going getting to the corner, but you don't see that big ditch that you're about to you know two or three steps from. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think uh, you know some of these teams got caught by surprise because they were looking too far ahead. You have to take everything one day at a time because any team can be beat or beat someone on any given day. It's very important that you focus one step at a time, one game at a time. And for kids, particularly, these are, you know, 20, 21, 18, 19-year-olds we're talking about. That's a difficult concept for them to grasp, even though coaches are, are saying that to them. And a lot of adults don't grasp that. But, uh, you know, it, 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 it is conceivably possible and has shown and proved to happen when you, you know, look too far ahead that the, the 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 fight that you have next is gonna come up, sneak up and, and catch you unprepared and you're gonna and lose you know and that's, that's quite possibly what may have happened uh, with Michigan State. Yeah, I, I brought so this question up before. Chris. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Jim. Sorry, we got, we got to take a break, but when we come back, we'll let you finish, Chris, and then uh, we're ready after that. But this is James Lovins, Coach and Chris, and I guess Reggie Slater. Feeling the love, feeling the love. (laughs) (laughs) Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America.
America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk and co-hosting with me, Chris. You there? I'm here. Chris, we always have a great show when I have a guest, Reggie Slade. Is that red? <laughs> I'm here feeling the love, brother. Feeling the love. <laughs> so so what, I, what I was saying is on, on a previous show, I was talking about um, how if, if they felt like some of the higher-seeded teams, because you're talking about, you know, you, you play game game to game. You don't overlook the the your your next day's game, and what I was what I was asking was you know how some of the it seemed like some of the higher seeded teams were overlooking some of the lower seeded teams, and that's how some of these um, upsets were happening, especially early on. Right, absolutely, yeah, that is what's happening. Like I said before, you have to take it day by day. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm uh, if, if I'm looking for to, for promotion in my job, and I want, I'm you know I'm just bottom guy of the totem pole. I just got there. I can't uh, you know there's, there's some procedures you have to follow in order to get to uh, you know the top spot, being the boss. You know because you have to be prepared. I always right. tell kids in, a, in another in another way of saying it. You know because I'm around so many football kids now, right? And I use the example of, you know, what's your goal weight to bench press? And they'll tell me something like, uh, I'll just say 200 pounds. So I was like, how much can you uh, bench press now? And they're like 160. Okay, well, do you think you can just jump to 200 uh, tomorrow? Well, no, I can't. It's, it's a slow process, a slow and steady process. You can't overlook, you know, putting five more pounds here and then five more pounds until you get to that ultimate goal that you're trying to get to. Same thing with these basketball games. I mean, very well-oiled machine, Michigan State. And some of these other number one seeds were, too. However, when they start, you know, taking their opponent lightly or or, or overlooking, you know, that's, that's that's when you slip and fall and you end up hurt or, or get or losing. Hey, Reg, can I go into a little bit? So I'm, gonna, I'm a little, uh, I wanted to know how you did this, but... Um, do you, can you tell, because I know when I stepped up to the line on the football field and we used to do one-on-one, I knew that defensive back was scared, you know. I could look in his eye and say, he don't want to cover me. In these type of games, Red, and kind of when you played, could you see that fear in that person? And you think those players last night seemed like, you know, kind of like when, I mean, if I had to go against uh, or Steph Curry, I'll be, you know what I'm saying? Do, can you, right. these kids see fear? From other players, they're like, "Give me the ball." Is that ever happened to you, man? I mean, you know, you could you could see the intensity in everybody that everybody, uh, especially getting as far in the tournament these kids have. I think you have to have something special, not just as a team, but also individually. And you're only as strong as your weakest link. So if you have one person in that group, a five that's out there on the court that has doubt, you'll be exploited. Because, oh, man, I don't want to get embarrassed. Or, oh, man, I don't want this or I don't want that. The true champion comes out that he doesn't care if he, you know, gets embarrassed. 
that has nothing, absolutely zero to do with the goal. So do 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 people look at that? Yeah. Uh, that example you gave when you were playing uh, football and you were going up against guys uh, that were trying to stop you. I don't know if it really mattered to you if they, what they were trying to do. Your goal was to, you know, get over there. Now, if you, if you, if you, uh, I'm sure in that, in that, in that particular time, you can smell fear. You can see the guy that, that's like, man, my leg hurt. Oh, my knee hurt. I'm making excuses. And you're going to exploit, you're going to exploit the heck out of that. Same yeah. thing with these guys. So, I mean, you got you to gotta be as strong as your weakest guy. So, you got to have everybody on your team on the same page. But the moment you have somebody that falls out of ranks, that's where problems start to occur. Yeah. So, so now we, we have to look forward, actually, to recruiting. And I don't think there's a lot of kids, well, I'm sure there's a lot of kids that were looking at Villanova, but now that they've won and, the, and there's a chance that, that these underdog teams can, can actually play with the big dogs, you know, does, uh-huh. is that going to help with their recruiting? Oh, absolutely. That is a huge draw. You got people saying, look, man, look what we did last year, you know, on both sides. And, you know, could you, can you picture if you're a young kid and you've got all the skills and you want to be on a winning team and, and you're all in North Carolina's uh, recruiting you? And even though you didn't win, you go to that kid and say, hey, you're, you're, you're that missing piece that we needed. You're that kid that we, that piece of the puzzle that completes us. Come on with us, man. We got room for you, so on and so forth. So that's, even, though, even though North Carolina didn't win, that's a heck of a recruiting tool, mm-hmm. you know? Well, <laughs> do that? Do that get the top players red, or do that just get people who think they're gonna win it again? What do you think? Because you know they always do can always get them because they know if you go to that school, they'll be one and done. You go into the NBA, right? Well, that's what a lot of kids think. That's what a lot of kids think. But uh, you know, I think kids are a little bit smarter nowadays. They're gonna look at playing time. You know, if I'm a power forward and I'm going to a school that already has. Uh, a starting power forward and a solid backup power forward, and even, and even if though, though they're one of the elites, and I'd rather I'd rather go to a team that needs me and gives me a chance to not just compete for a title, but be part of the solution to the problem of getting to a title. You know what I mean? I'm getting playing time and experience and whatnot. Uh, a lot of these guys are they're, they're studs in high school. That, you know, they don't want to go to college and just, you know, be lost in the bench. Yeah. So, you know, as a, as a recruiting tool, you know, you got to get in where you fit in, right? Yeah. That's, that's so, kind of funny you said that because a friend of mine, his son is, you know, a quarterback and I want to go UCLA, but he'd be number five on the, on the death chart. Why would you go there, right, Raz? Right, right. I mean, like you kind of said, like, these kids get lost. Well, I get lost in the system over there. You want to play, right. I would stack. Well, and, and recruiters, man, you have, to, you have to think of this thing as money, right? Uh, at least I do. Um, you know, because the recruiters are just trying to keep their job, man. How do they keep their job? They keep their job by doing what they're supposed to do. What are they supposed to do? They're supposed to bring studs in. How are you going to bring them in? I don't know. But I'm going to bring in as many studs as I can because I want my boss, the head coach, to be happy and to win. Okay? The head coach, he's trying to be happy and win so that, um, so that the college knows that the athletic director that hired him 
is doing a good job. He, you know, when next time his contract is up, he can ask for more money or he has job stability. And the AD is trying to make sure that the board of trustees, I mean, it keeps going on and on and on. So a lot of times what the recruiter's doing, sure, he, he for all intents and purposes, he recognizes talent. He wouldn't be messing with these kids if they didn't have talent. However, he's, you know, two positions open, he's going to tell, well, I don't know, 20 kids, <laughs> you the man, you can come in and be the man, you know. And that's not necessarily him being dishonest. That's just him making sure he, he's keeping providing job security for him and his family, right? Right. But isn't that, I mean, lying to the kids and the parents, Red? I mean, you go into somebody's household and the coaches go sit down with the parents, tell them, you know, um, Johnny's going to be the man and Johnny six quarterbacks down, you know? Right, right. Well, you know, you got to, well, it's a game of mathematics, right? Because Johnny's also being recruited by six other top schools. So you got a one in six chance of getting this kid. So, you know, any of the, the 12 kids you're recruiting could potentially be the man, some maybe more than others. But you have to play your odds, man, because what happens if you don't get any quarterbacks or whatever position it is that you're needing? Yeah. You know, so, yeah, there, there, there's room to cultivate and grow. You know, it, the best kids that respond in culture, man, it's, it's, um, it's if they fit in that system, if they fit in with the philosophy of that coach. And, man, if you can get in there with a good coach, you know, where they say, you know they're saying a good coach can win you a game, but a great coach with his philosophy and his teachings could change, could win you in life. You know, with the lessons and whatnot, you know, and that that, that means something, you know. So you know, it's it's it, it, it's it's a bunch of variables, uh, you know, to consider. Well, let me ask you this, right? You say a good coach. Um, if you get, if you tell me, if I had a, a Jordan, uh, you know, all these great players, you don't need to be a good coach, do you? Oh yeah, you got to handle those ego, of course, absolutely. You Absolutely, because if you, got, great you got a kid, I'm sorry, go ahead. You tell me Phil Jackson was a great coach and, and, and just had great players. Which one is it? I'm going to say that Michael Jordan was arguably the greatest player of all time. However, you could be the greatest player in the league, as which is seen countless times in the NBA, and still not win the title. Mm-hmm. You could be the greatest player on your team, and still not win a title because it's not about how strong you are. It's a strong. It's about how strong you can keep that group around you. Because one man can't win a game. You got to have a bunch of strong people around you, man. And what okay. what Phil was able to do is he was able to, uh, you know, pick Pippen up, you know, elevate his game, elevate Horace Grant's game, you know, until they got the whole team concept on where they were. Okay, let's go to college. Let's say Chesky and all these uh, Duke and uh, North Carolina. They're getting the, the top players. Uh, is the coaches or right. I mean, they're getting all the top players, right, Red? So, is that coaching or? Well, uh, that's uh, partly coaching, and it's tradition too. But yeah, a lot of it is coaching. A lot of it is coaching because the kids going to go. They're attracted. It's a mutual attraction. They want to go where they know that there's a great possibility of not just playing but also winning. And this coach, let me check his resume, uh, his history. 
And if this guy has a, a, a great resume or uh, of, of doing some positive things, that's, that's who you need to attract yourself to, attach yourself to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so good that we got to take a break. When we come out, we'll get into the NBA. I know you can't wait for that one. <laughs> Jeff Curry. <laughs> Jeff Curry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll be right back. All right. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Love, how come nobody's calling in, man? Oh, I knew I should have had it this week. Call in. But we'll get it next time. Well, next week with you on the show. All but right. We'll all be right. back. We, we, we'll do next week. Call in. We'll do that. All right. All right. Now we've already loaded you up. We've already hit you hard, Resman, Chris, with NBA. Uh, I guess I'll start. I'll let Chris go. We'll go back and forth for lighting you up with these. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. What is going on with my Chicago Bulls, Red? What? I mean, are they, <laughs> they might not make the playoff. Do you think if they don't make the playoff, Red, that team will break up? Will they break oh, yeah. up? What do you, uh, who do you, you know, think will be gone? A, a, a team, a team like that, man, with with you know tradition, they 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 need what in business we call ROI, return on investment. And when they don't have enough, uh, you know, uh, uh, wins in that winning column, then there's got to be some changes in that formula, you know. So, you know, 
I've heard early on in the season they were talking about uh, tr- uh, trading uh, Joaquin Noah. You know, uh, there was what, there was squabbling early on. I don't know the legitimacy of it or not about uh, Derek uh, Rose uh, possibly leaving because he's not in line with uh, Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, I don't know if that you know how real that is or not, but there's going to definitely be some changes. Because uh, that team was one of one of the up and coming teams, and, and it kind of flatlined there after it got to a certain point, and now it's going into a decline. It seems. Wow. So, Reggie, um, since we're talking about the Bulls, um, Scottie Pippen has stated that the ninety five ninety six Chicago Bulls would sweep the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. <laughs> Do you think that's a correct statement? Well, oh, yeah. I think. I think something that has to be taken into consideration is what type of rules you have. Because the, the NBA rules were a little bit, little bit different in 96, 97. It was a lot more physical uh, than it is right now. So, uh, you know, honestly, I think the Bulls would. I don't know if they sweep, but, man, um, if, they were, if they were playing by the rules of 96, uh, poor, poor stuff. Jesus, they kill that dude. They, <laughs> man, they, he'd have them so tired. I, I think they wear him out. You know, all the hand checking and bumping and whatnot. Because now you, you don't do that. Guys kind of roam free, and if you touch them, they call fouls all the time. So, I think if they play by the rules of today, uh, it, it might go. I, I don't think they would sweep them. I think if they play by the rules of the 90s, I think there's a good chance that they will beat them, maybe a sweep. This is my opinion. All right, we're gonna, I'm going to give one more thing with my Bulls, you know, because, you know, that's where, you know, your son will be a Bulls guy too now. He's going to Chicago out that way. So. <laughs> Northwestern, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, like you said, first it was the one coach they fired. Now there's other, this other coach they said they can't get along with. Is it now do you think it's the players? Because you go through two coaches, and you just say in the system, and I think the first coach, uh, what was his name on? Kai. Oh, I can't think of his name. Thibodeau, right? fired. Yeah, he was great and made them work and practice, and they was complaining. Now this coach, you know, now do you think it's the players, you know, that don't want to be coached? Yeah, I mean, what other options can it be, really? You know, I mean, coaching is a fine line. And and that's what, you know, this goes back to what you were saying about Jordan and Phil Jackson. There is a fine line because players sometimes are like little children in that if you give a a, a kid three, you know, half of a snicker bar, he's going to want three quarters. He's going to try, you know, give a guy an inch, he's going to take a mile. So players are going to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing you to the limits to test, test their boundaries. And, you know, some coaches kind of, you know, sometimes they, they, they fall victim to just trying to be the nice guy. Uh, and I think with Phil, he was so unique. You know, he brought that Zen stuff to practice and his perspective and whatnot. The guys were like, okay, well, he's not like your typical coach or your typical guy that we see all the time and we know how to push his buttons or manipulate him, you know. And he was very good at, from what I understand, controlling egos. You know, uh, well, you know, people say, well, you know, he had the greatest uh, player in the world in his era when he had uh, 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 Michael Jordan and, and Scottie Pippen there. 
but again, unless you have somebody controlling that, that that doesn't mean anything. Conversely, he went from there, and all of a sudden went to L.A., and he had then the greatest duo of that particular time with Kobe Bryant and Shaq, and those were massive egos, maybe even more so than uh, Jordan Jordans or Jordan Pippins. And somehow he was able to get those guys on the right track. So, I mean, everybody has egos. Uh, everybody has talent. But there's got to be a proper mixture to get that going right. Uh, X's and O's, I'm sure he had tons of people around him to, to, to give him advice on where to go, who to pick, and so on and so forth. But you've got to be able to pick that great player, that Michael Jordan, that Kobe Bryant, that Shaquille O'Neal, that Scottie Pippen. When they have that down day, on the unlikely event they have that down day, you know that they're still great. And, and you know, I can recall one time in the series where uh, Michael Jordan was playing horrible. He was playing more like Jeffrey Jordan than not Michael Jordan. And Phil actually pissed <laughs> him. I can't remember the game, but, you know, they panned it. I remember them panning the camera to Mike, and he's on the bench just clapping and rooting and, you know, supporting these guys the best he can. So he's showing his support even if he wasn't on the uh, court. You know, but it takes a big man to pitch a Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? And it takes even a bigger man, I think, in Michael Jordan to 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 acknowledge the team's success even though he's not out there uh, playing. You know, he's thinking it up. So, you know, to, to control that is, is an awesome talent that not very many have. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, cool. All right, so my next question to you, Reggie, has to do with the Golden State Warriors. So they've already clinched a spot in the postseason. They have four games left left in the, the regular season, but they need to win all four to break the Bulls' record for most wins in a season. Right. So basically, let me ask you, Coach, should they <laughs> sit and rest their players and go, or go for, should they go for the go for the win or go for the record? Uh, smart choice is to sit and rest your players. <laughs> However, uh, you know, I, 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 and I think that might be what they do. I could be wrong. But, you know, the, the, the goal is not to break a record. The goal is to win a title. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the smart thing would be to rest your players. But, you know, I, and I, don't, I don't know if the coaching staff, I, I wouldn't think that they've got caught, not, caught up in the hype of 72 wins and, and that type of thing to beat the Bulls' record. I don't think they've gotten uh, caught up in that hype. But but I, I would say the smart move would be to rest your uh, rest your players. You know, because the, 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 I, I was listening to uh, DeMar Green uh, this morning, and they I think they asked him a similar question uh, about if the 72-win thing is, is looming in his mind. And he said, yeah, it is, but to be honest with you, I think his quote was that the way he handles the season, you take it in parts. You take it from the you know beginning of the season to all stars and all stars to the end of the season. You break it up because looking at the whole thing is just too awing. And he says, honestly, I'm just fatigued with the season. He's ready to start playoffs, and that goes back to our conversation about college basketball. When you start looking too in a tournament, when you start looking too far ahead, you start making mistakes. And if you notice against Minnesota last night, uh, Golden State made an unusual amount of turnovers, uh, you know, quite possibly, uh, because they're, you know, regular season, how much longer is left of this? You know, they're regular season. Yeah, three games left. Yeah. Yeah. 
they're, they're ready to go on to the next phase. They're not quite as focused as they once was in December or January. Right. Whereas my question, I'm going to have all controversy for you, but uh, another team, and, you know, I kind of blame you because you're out there in Houston. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I got to blame you too, Red. So you out there. You need to go over there and talk. What's going on with the Rocks? I mean, is Dwight Howard, the James Harden. I mean, last year, you know, great. Um, how y'all almost got MVP, but. What is that? Is it another team like the Bulls that Rose can't get along and Hardy can't get along with Howard? What's going on? Uh, I mean, I probably know about as much as you on that, man. I know one thing. You can't win a championship without playing defense. And uh, it starts from the top. You're your top players. So your best players on offense, they got to be giving you something on defense. And, and uh, you know, I and Scott don't lie. There's been some serious lacking of defensive presence by some of those uh, star players. You know, I'll start off with that. Uh, second of all, they've got to get a coach that can handle these egos. It goes back to what I said about Phil Jackson and and, uh, and Michael Jordan and, and Coach Bryant, these guys. You know, from what I hear, yeah, guys in, 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 um, in Harden's camp that was trying to get rid of Howard, got Howard camp trying to get rid of uh, 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 Harden, you know, it's, it's, it needs structure, and uh, not to say that the gentleman that's coaching them right now can't provide that structure, but it's whether or not these guys that are making multi uh, millions and millions of dollars are willing to list, you know, because they know that even if even if uh, the coach gets upset with them, they're still going to be compensated financially because they're a three or four or five year deal. So uh, if, if things start going sour like they did at the beginning of the season. It's more likely that the team get rid of the coach, as they did with Kevin McHale, than they will a player because they've invested so much in him. The ROI, return on investment. So they're waiting to see if, if Howard will, will produce or if Harden will produce. And, um, you know, what we, what, 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 what's been seen, what's been catching the news more than their play on the court is how much Harden goes out at night and parties or how much uh, you know, this guy doesn't play defense. So, you know, that's been dominating as opposed to their uh, physical prowess on the court. Chris, let me ask you this, because I know in Wyoming, you know, me and Sarge, we messed it up in our grades when they brought in uh, uh, Melvin Wells to take our spot. You know, that kind of pissed me off, but I see where they was coming. That made me work harder, you know, get back in the classroom. Then on the field to show this is my spot. Now, when um, Howard was going to get traded, remember the rooms going around? It seemed like right. when he didn't get the trade, he just said, okay, but get you out, you know? Could that right. play a part in a player's mind, Reds, when they, you know you're out, you're trying to trade you and it don't happen, and you got to come back and play for that team? Could that play a part that you said, forget them? Uh, yeah. I mean, because there's so many things that's going on in these guys' heads, man, because particularly this age group of kids, because they're, they have options. And, you know, you got guys that want to be philanthropical. You have guys that want to uh, uh, talk about social justice. You have guys that want to do a great many number of things. But what they forget to do is a damn job. Go play ball, man. <laughs> you know, right. you can't, you can't uh, have your focus in so many different places that you forget what's your bread and butter. You know, Um you're out there playing ball, but how well are you playing ball? 
you know, I'm dom- dominating the league. I think uh, it just makes me think of uh, I played a basketball game against my son the other day. And uh, oh, well, Red, excuse me one second, Joseph. We're gonna go to the end of the show. Go ahead, Red. Sorry. Okay. So, so, so my son made a comment about him scoring on me or or, or doing a defense or something. I said, "You're supposed to. You're 25 years older, uh, younger than I am. You're supposed to be kicking my ass, honestly." Uh, some and some of these guys are dominating. That. You're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you you put in the time and you put, you know, you were number two for so many years and you put in the time and the effort and now you're number one and now you're chilling. That is the craziest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Now you're chilling. Now all of a sudden I don't hear about all the extra time in the gym. Now all of a sudden I don't hear about the hunger. You know, it's, uh, the mindset of some of these guys is, is, is bananas sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Go ahead, Chris. So, so my next question I have has to do with the Lakers. So they're coming off one of their worst seasons. You know, they haven't had a winning record since 2012-2013 season. Right. What do you attribute their loss, their losing records to? Body follows ahead. And I think when Mr. Buss passed away, uh, the direction of the team got lost a little bit. Uh, he may have been the one constant through all these years that even though he may have had a, a, a quote, unquote, L.A. lifestyle, lackadaisical, looks very relaxed, he did take care of business. Now, once he passed away and the reins got given to somebody else, they didn't know how to handle that big, you know, multi-million dollar franchise. And it shows in the results that are there. Mm-hmm. So what they've got to do is they've got to get better direction from the top. It starts from the top. Uh, you know, good for them uh, that they had a very poor season and that, you know, they'll have a lottery selection next year. Uh, maybe able to, you know, Kobe Bryant will be off the books and might be able to attract uh, a, a stud free agent out there. You know, that's, a, that's a positive things that, that can happen. But it doesn't happen unless they, they from the top, change into a one right, that more structured attitude. All right, I can't wait for that. I think we got eight minutes left. But next week's show, we'll have, you know, we'll do all call-ins, all right? All right okay, Chris. all right. Um, we got eight minutes left, I think, nine. I got, we okay. got to talk about this, Chris. It's going to be all on the subject. Reg, okay. what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> and you know, okay. you know where I'm going with this. You, we've been in the locker room. And it's a family, it's a brotherhood and all like that. And people talk, players talk about, hey, man, you know, I took this out. You know where I'm going. You know, yeah. was the line crossed and broken, Rich? And if it was, why? If it wasn't, why? And, you know, there's some things brothers don't talk about. Go ahead, Rich. Are you talking about the, the guys um, the you know, for the Lakers, that whole situation? Yeah. You know, I don't know. How can I explain this one? <laughs> I, I, I think, man, you know, when you're in the NBA, when you're playing, I think we talked about this before, when you're playing professional football, basketball, you, you get catered to so much. You work hard. You work hard as all the yeah. out. But there are a lot of things that are catered to you, and, and you get in the, this fantasy world of what is and what is not. And... uh some of these guys fall susceptible to this fantasy world, and it's okay if you just 
dry snitch a little bit, and it's okay if because everybody look even if everybody's doing it. Don't forget what your mama said. Everybody's business ain't your business, and right. your business don't need to be out there with everybody. Some of these guys just completely forget about that for a hot second. So that's uh, that's something that you know is unacceptable. I won't lie to you. That's something that's unacceptable. Uh, you know, and he's gonna pay for it one way or the other. Uh, because now his trustworthiness has been tainted and stained, and uh, you know, guys are going to treat him a little bit differently. And if he gets traded to another team, that that that's going to be the first thing they say. You know, you know, uh, I mean, because you know, when you when you when you, when you even the strongest of us in our most trying moments, our character on the outside world is of strength. However, we all break down. Mm-hmm. Now. You don't need some guy telling the world, oh, he cry all the time. Oh, he a little bit. Oh, he you know, you can't have that, man. You right. can't have that. So. Yeah, but, Rich, I mean, you know how, and we ain't going to get depth-depth into it, but you know how in the locker room people talk and they'll say, that's okay, but now, you know, today is so, um, how you said, media or whatever, you know, everything is getting recorded, everything getting taped and all like right. that. Right. Shouldn't you right. be you a little be, bit more you, conscious? You be, or, oh, yeah. You have, oh, to, be, a, you have to be Go ahead, you, have to, you have to be cautious times 10 with all the recording <laughs> devices or pictures and so on and so forth because the people that are saying it's not a big deal, look where they are in their life compared to where you are in your life. Of course it's not a big deal to a dude that don't have anything to lose. Whereas mm-hmm. you're in a position where you're taking care of people and you're like a brand name, uh, a brand name, a spokesperson, and the breadwinner for a lot of people, you have tons to lose. So it's an unfair equation, comparative equation. Well, so you have to be extra careful. Yep, yep, true. That's very true, especially especially now. I mean, things are are, are so quick and 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 can be posted, can be said, and and people can catch it with cameras and their phones. And, right. And, oh, yeah. Know, text, text messages can be taken out of context because they don't correctly reflect the inflection of, of, of voice, tenor, tone, or what have you. You know, so you have to be very careful, you know. You know, and, and, and that sounds unfair. It makes them seem like you need to live in a bubble, but, you know... You ain't meant to be uh, you, you meaning everybody individually. You you aren't meant for everybody, <laughs> for everybody's <laughs> consumption. You know, you got to keep it special, you know. Chris, can my uh, trust get, get can, he, can he get trusted again? Do you think in that locker room can he be trusted again or he will have to go to another team? What do you think? Uh, I think he can get trust, but it's going to take time and the shelf life of a Professional play, uh, professional player is not. Uh, I don't in in, in in that lifetime. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't see that happening. You know, you're always gonna have dudes that 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 don't say things around them or that type of thing. You know. Yeah, they've already so. had players that uh, that used to sit next to him that they get up and move because they don't want right. to be anywhere near him. Right, well, that's uh, what I'm which, saying. which is unfortunate. You know, he's only twenty years old. Yeah, and that's a mistake that he's paying for dearly, dude. Absolutely, that's a mistake that he's paying for dearly. And again, uh, you know, the basketball life is such a short shelf life. I, I'm not saying the mistakes can't be forgiven. 
you know, but that usually takes a number of years. And that's not a luxury that most players have in the NBA. And some guys only have a year. <laughs> well, it may be well, forgiven, but it'll, it'll never be forgotten. That's the whole thing. Okay. It'll never be forgotten yeah. as long as he's playing. No. Right. That peg right. that, exactly. will be attached to him. Right, yeah, exactly. That, I can't remember one of my guests kept saying, talk about Giannis, yeah, his age, his age. And he kept saying, he's young, that's why he's doing all this. Can we use that age for when these kids do these stupid things like that? Or you, can we can say, oh, he's only 20? Well, you're only 20, but so is everybody else. You know? <laughs> so so there's, there's still unwritten bro, bro codes out there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, he, and he knows that from high school, college, and certainly in the pros, you know. So, yeah, he is he is only 20, but I, I don't know if you, you need to use that as a crutch, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't need to use that as a crutch. Mm-hmm. All right, so, Reggie, um, last night, Russell Westbrook, he tied Magic Johnson's records record for the most triple doubles in 30 years, in the past 30 years. Wow, wow. You know, and uh, that's saying something, because, no, actually, it's not, it's saying some, but not, because but, back when Magic was played, it was a very physical game, more so than it's it is a now. It's a different game, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they give you, it's they give still, you for almost still, anything now. <laughs> right, you know, but 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 we've we've talked about. I know the last time we we had you on, you were talking about how high high the scores are getting. So it's right. it's almost easier for him to do, but it's still impressive, you know, for one player oh, to do yeah. that. But, a, man, Westbrook is an incredible athlete, an incredible intense competitor, um, and that's an incredible accomplishment. So, man, my hats off to him, and that's an incredible. Um, um, thing to do, you know. Uh, all we need now is the championships. The Magic <laughs> with Oklahoma to, City, yeah. To, to give it a, yeah, to give it a, a, a comparison, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, as we got the news, my dear, well, I want to thank you again. And next week we'll take call in and let the listeners give you the questions. How that sound? All right, sounds good, man. Let me know. I'm I'm good for whenever. All right, thanks again, Rich. All right, thank good. you guys. Thank you on, Rich. Have a fantastic day. Yep. All right. Thanks, Joseph. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.